Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin, prenatal chiropractor, childbirth educator, and labor doula. I'm joined today by co-host Brian Herzlinger. Brian's a film director who got his start starring in the $1,100 film My Date with Drew, which was rated the fourth most profitable film of all time and took the film festival circuit by storm, earning a long list of prestigious accolades. His career took off in several directions, including becoming a correspondent for The Tonight Show with Jay Leno and the production of several successful films and many more on the way. My mom fell in love with Brian's Hallmark holiday special, Love Always Santa. Brian lives in Malibu, California with his wife and 1.5 children. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> you're, you're I'm so welcome. glad I wrote that for you. Thank you. I, I chopped it down. <laughs> when you said 1.5, I thought you were going to say like, and lives with his $1.5 million home or something yeah. like that. It's uh, 1.5 what? Depends 1. on how well the podcast does. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you're due with uh, Baby Now. How far along are you with the second? Uh, I knew you were going to ask me that, so I looked it up today. We're 25 weeks. Thank you. Yeah. Is, is you, both of you, or mostly Megan? Uh, mostly Megan. Yeah. <laughs> I figured. Yes, mostly Megan. I carried yes. a lot of the weight in, our, in all of our births. <laughs> But you're not as much of a gentleman, obviously. Uh, today's podcast is called Labor Day Surprises, uh, partially because uh, both uh, all of our guests had babies uh, with uh, surprise endings, and uh, one of them was on Labor Day. So without further ado, I will introduce our guests. Today we have Daniela Rua and Dave Olson, husband and wife. Danny was on our previous show, Danny and Pat. Sorry, my daughter sneezed. Oh, yeah. We also have Sierra <laughs> Olsen. So dramatic. A lot of babies in she here, really too. really wants attention. Uh, and we covered your pregnancy quite a bit when you were in here. With Patrick uh, Murphy, With Patrick, yeah. your, your personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And uh, the you had the baby just about how long ago? When did I have Sierra? This baby, Sierra. Oh, yeah. she is, um, well, she was Labor Day, so she's currently seven weeks along. Seven weeks I don't ago. know how long by the time this actually airs, but... Yeah. So well, seven weeks as Labor of this day. recording, a Labor Day baby, and uh, we went through your uh, awesome things that you've done, including Danso Camigo. Did I say it right <laughs> this time? <laughs> yep. Oh I my God! Thought, what is that? It's the dancing You're for the stars have to listen, in Portuguese. Sarah, to oh the, uh, should I pay attention? I said it wrong the first time, so I just wanted to get it right the second time. <laughs> Uh, and your husband Dave, who's a business owner, husband to you and dad to your kids, River and so Sierra. Much, so much more than that. A few more things. He's discreet. For, yeah, for now. We'll see <laughs> if we can keep it that way. Well, Dave, welcome to the podcast. The best part about that was the silent nod he was doing <laughs> in there. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And and then knock you over enthusiastic. Thank you. I could barely hold on He's to my stool. He's very ticklish. Oh. Uh, that's not an invitation. How do you know, Ellie? sister-in-law? I don't know. Be, oh. <laughs> so um, Sarah Wright Olson is here with her baby, Esme, and also somehow related, you are you are Quiet Dave's brother's wife. Yep. That <laughs> is the that relationship. Right. Less quiet brother. Hey, less quiet brother. Much That's less it. quiet brother. Much less quiet brother. You hate the word sister in law? She no, he's oh, he oh. I think the word is sister. Yeah, the word yeah. is sister. You couldn't hear him very well. We should have given you like a shot of whiskey before you got here. It's not <laughs> too late. I can postmates over some whiskey. <laughs> so, and your uh, little Esme is just a few weeks older, right? Esme, right now, is how old? Is she's eleven weeks old? 
11 weeks. 11 so and a half weeks. Close yeah. cousins. They're three and a half weeks apart. Close cousins yeah. for the second time in a row. That's your, right. Uh, your boys are close together as well. Yeah. How, how boys far are four months apart. Mm-hmm. Four and a half months apart. So, I mean, when before you have the next baby, does one of you make a phone call? <laughs> hey, I, so... Is are you like, trying to get pregnant? Well, okay, great. I think we might have just done it. And you better hurry. <laughs> um, Labor Day surprises because, well, where do we start? Let's start with the one that came first, Esme. Okay. Uh, we talked in the other, in your Zen Mama, about how your first pregnancy ended with a home birth and a large boy. Okay. He was 10 pounds. Um, a boy, and so for your second, you decided to have the baby in the hospital just because you knew that Esme was going to be a little bit on the big side as well, and uh, you thought maybe just with bigger babies, be in the hospital. Mm-hmm. You had a, a cool OB mm-hmm. who's also been on this show, but I don't want to say who it is. Can I say who it is? Sure. <laughs> um, yes. So I did think, well, actually I was told when I had Wyatt, my first um, baby, that my babies would only get bigger. Like, to, that, that that's just how it happens, right? They get a little bit bigger, maybe. I was like, well, she's a girl. I bet she probably won't be bigger. She'll probably be smaller. I somehow, like, create this sort of like delusion when I'm pregnant that my baby is going to be eight pounds or eight and a half. And I used to walk into your office and you would be like, whoa. And then you would want to tell me how large my baby was probably going to be, <laughs> but you didn't. You yes. were you held back. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I made the decision to have her in the hospital. I loved my um, doctor, Dr. Goldberg. Jay Goldberg. Yeah, Jay He's Goldberg. on the episode called The Taboos of Pregnancy. Ooh, okay. That's a good one. He's so rad. He's very laid back. He's so laid back. He's really relaxed. He was great um, because she was very large, and I thought, okay, my son was nine pounds, eight ounces, and I thought maybe she would be roughly around the same, and then she ended up being 11 pounds. That's incredible. Did did he, during the pregnancy, did he do ultrasounds and guesstimate how big she was? You know, there... (laughs) Those things are always wrong. Well, yeah, there was this (laughs) ultrasound that happened, I feel like it was somewhere around like 36 weeks or so, and it was like the last ultrasound that I was going to be getting, maybe 36, 37 weeks. And he said, um, the ultrasound tech was like, oh my gosh, your baby's like almost nine pounds right now. At least that's what it says. It's so, you know, wow, that's crazy. And I was like, if that's true, which I don't think that it is, my baby's going to be 11 pounds if she waits until the day she's born, right? I was like, there's no way that that's possible. And Dr. Goldberg was like, oh, you know, like, you'll be fine. It'll be fine. We'll figure it out. He's very chill about it. He's like, two weeks past your due date, then we might start doing some holistic things to move it along. Oh, really? And I was like, great. I didn't have anything to worry about. He wasn't going to rush me into it, even though he knew I was already carrying a very big baby. And then she, you know, she was 11 pounds. It's amazing that your babies are so big because their parents aren't so big. I know. But I think, I mean, I don't know what it has to do with, but my great-grandmother had a bunch of kids and her last baby was 14 pounds and so they started around oh 10 God. pounds and they just kept going up on what side from there my mom's side and How she's big still were alive you at birth i was two weeks early because my mom had a c-section and i was nine pounds 
Not, two oh, weeks early. two weeks early. So mm-hmm. you you had it too. You carried mm-hmm. the gene. So it comes from you. Yeah. It probably doesn't come you from you. You did Eric this to yourself, Sarah. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I married like a Norwegian man. So, you know, maybe it's also a yeah, vision of the Viking. I don't know. His brother's Norwegian. And uh, how big are Our kids are pretty, pretty average size. Yeah. He's a big, bigger Norwegian. <laughs> how tall are you? He is taller uh, than Eric. 6'3. Wow. <laughs> yeah. How big were you at birth? Oh, I don't know. No, he, no, he, no, he was like he was, eight yeah. pounds something, right? Yeah. Uh, it's at so birth. funny. Did you ask Jeannie, our yeah. mother in law, did you ask her the boys' weight? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I did too. But when, I, when we were, so I guess when we were pregnant with our first, Sarah and I both consulted with our mother in law <laughs> about how heavy the boys were, how long they were. So, yeah, we just really wanted to be informed. Wait, how big were they? <laughs> I don't remember off the top of my head. I, I have yeah, it on my I phone. I think they were like eight and eight and a half or something okay, like that. So average, I don't know how yeah. much Eric average was. Average Norwegians. Yeah, average Viking baby. Dave was eight pounds four ounces and twenty one point five inches long with auburn hair. Oh, <laughs> sweet. He's rolling his eyes. He you loved, can't see he it. He loved that comment from his mother. <laughs> and I was seven point four and nineteen point seven inches long. And the kids. Your kids. Your kids. My kids. Um, River was six pounds, nine ounces, um, and 19 and a quarter inches. And Sierra was seven pounds and uh, 21.5 inches long. Both of them born at 37 weeks. Hmm. We are going to take a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Berlin, and I want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart, literally, omega-3. It's a crucial nutrient that's sadly overlooked. With 95% of women deficient, Needed, the supplement brand I trust, created their brand new omega-3 soft gels. Designed by perinatal experts, they support you and your baby's well-being from fertility to pregnancy and beyond. Unlike other brands, Needed's Omega-3 is sustainable, pesticide-free, and third-party tested for purity. Plus, my favorite, it has a milder taste and smell, perfect for sensitive mamas. Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code BERLIN to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the needed difference, consciously crafted for your health and the planet. So, so pretty average size babies. I'm gonna get Sarah. I'm gonna get back into your what happened, how you managed to bring that 11 pounder into the world. But um, you also had a Labor Day surprise, uh, Dave and Daniela. Your yes. baby, born at 37 weeks, was mm-hmm. born breech. Was born breech. Yes, that wasn't the surprise of Labor Day weekend. That that surprise came a few days before Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Um, how how long before that did you find out you were breech? Oh, four or five days. Oh. Probably. So um, we started the sort of more natural, naturalistic ways of trying to turn her. So I would sort of lie on the inversion table so to pull her out of the pelvis and kind of give her space to turn. Um, you helped me out with um, certain types of massages, relaxing the hips and the glutes and everything. Um, and then I tried moxibustion, which was burning what looked like a big piece of coal um, yeah. right by my pinky toe. Hogwarts. Which is supposed to... Sierra, I am talking. She remembers. Thank you. She remembers. She's like, what were you doing to me? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so she was breached, and we tried some naturalistic ways of doing it. Um, in fact, I remember calling you and just being like, should I see you every day? Every single day, and should I do acupuncture every single day? Yeah. Right. 
Um, I really wanted to turn her because I had in my mind that I wanted to have a, an unmedicated vaginal birth. Um, and in my mind at the time, I figured if she's breached, there's no way I can do that. It's just not going to be possible. Yeah. Maybe vaginal, but definitely not unmedicated. And, um, you know, it made me a little fearful that I wouldn't be able to fulfill this sort of um, what ended up being a dream of mine was to have a, an unmedicated vaginal birth. Um, it didn't happen with River because the water bra- broke. I did, had to get induced. So that went out the window. Although there are women who are induced who do it unmedicated. Um, but I remember being on your table and, you know, and, and saying, if I think this was before I discovered she was breech, I don't know. You and I were talking about something, and I said if she were breech, um, probably won't do it unmedicated. And and you very simply just said, why not? And that literally got me thinking, oh yeah, why not? Um, and you just walked me through. You know, it's like it's if it's the butt first, it's actually softer than the head, which actually probably makes it even <laughs> easier than if it's the head first. Um, so yeah, you kind of gave me that little boost of confidence I needed to to um, begin to place myself in a, in a mental state that I could do this. Yeah. Um, I love how you take a challenge and you're like, I think I'll go breach just to see if I can do that. <laughs> Why not? Maybe I got nothing to lose. If I don't do it, I don't do it. You yeah. know, I, I go a different route. But and that um, thing about the soft butt, it, that comes from, I have uh, now a couple of dozen patients who've had babies both ways. Now you have mm-hmm. also, but um, some vaginal head down, some vaginal breach. And um, the overwhelming majority report back that during labor, it's more comfortable to have the soft bottom pushing down against the cervix. I wouldn't be able to compare because actually I had an epidural with River, who was head first. um, And so I don't really have a means of comparison. Um, I can tell you that doing it unmedicated, it probably doesn't matter which direction she she was in, but um, just feeling exactly where she is in your body, and Sarah can probably vouch for this too, it's an incredible experience. And I could f- I could feel my body push her down. Not I wasn't pushing, my body was pushing. I didn't have to, you know, okay, one, two, three, push, take a breath. It wasn't that. It was she was still kind of further up, and I could feel my body, um, there's no other word for it. Like, it was like heaving. Yeah. <laughs> it's like dry heaving, but downwards. Yeah. Um, that is fascinating to me when you told me that. I think that it was yeah, so, so cool. I d- did not have that experience. Oh, really? Neither time. But I, oh, interesting. I loved hearing that because I I read it in so many stories. Oh, I never read stories. that. <laughs> that people could feel their body pushing the yes. baby down. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's, it's, I think that's It's the only way I can compare it is, you know, you either feel sick or you've had too much to drink and your body starts heaving, but there's nothing left in your stomach. So it's pushing nothing up in this case. And you're sort of having this like continuous wave motion. Um, But in this case, it was downwards. Mm. Um, And one contraction could be like three pushes down versus just like one big push. It was was phenomenal. I don't think I've heard someone describe it quite like that either. Brian, how was it for you? Was it... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I was just thinking about the Body Snatchers movie was where I went because I was just thinking about you know, the, the pods. But that's amazing. I've, I've never, ever heard that. Uh-uh. And I, I'm, it's kind of interesting, especially from a male perspective, trying to imagine, you know, your your body in general pushing a baby out. But, mm-hmm. to you know, those that kind of incremental, you yeah. know, uh, check-ins that your body was giving you during the path of that is pretty amazing. Yeah. But you're also very in tune. Like, you, you, you work out a lot and... I think you focus on those small muscles and... Yeah, I, <laughs> as you know, through our conversations and, you know, while I'm on your table, um, I, I almost overthink stuff and I overanalyze certain things. Um, and I, evidently she likes daddy better. <laughs> <laughs> he, Dave just gave her to me and <laughs> she started whimpering again. 
uh, yeah, and I kind of overanalyzed. So I, even though I was in the uh, psychological zone that I had to be in, um, and I remember Sarah telling me about this with Wyatt, that you just go into this zone where you're um, not really present, but very present in your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I was like, wow, I, I can't believe I'm actually going through with this because it really, really became um, an ultimate goal, which to me would break other cycles, you know, in my own life that, that of things that I didn't go through with. Um, and so this to me was like, this will break a cycle that I don't like about myself and it's going to push me into a place where I feel like I can, I can do anything. Do you? I do. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, it's like finishing it's something, but like finishing something that's huge. like massive. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, yeah, I feel very powerful after having given birth unmedicated. As you should. Mm-hmm. You do, kind of, you do kind of see like this glow almost afterwards that just sort of envelops the whole body. Like yeah. there's this like, I, I once had a patient in my office and she was, she was very athletic and challenged herself physically in a lot of different ways. <clears throat> and with her pregnancy, she said, I'm definitely going to get an epidural. And I have nothing against epidurals. I was just like, why? Don't you want to experience it? At all? And like she pushes herself and pays to do these incredible challenges physical challenges i'm like why why wouldn't like nature just gives you like this amazing challenge why do you run away from it and she said well there's no medal for being a hero during childbirth and um after that conversation (laughs) she just went off and started reading some things and watching some videos and she got really kind of pumped up inside about it but didn't want to get pumped up outside about it and never talked about it Mm -hmm. but she never even told her husband when they went to the hospital her husband was like, I, I think it looks like it's time for the epidural now. And she's like, I think I'm not going to get one. And she just didn't want to, like, state it and put it out there right. um, and set herself up to fail. Uh, and then she ended up, she said, let's go for a couple more hours. Let's go for a couple more hours. And then she made it all the way through. And wow. she called me an hour after she had the baby. And she said, I'm wrong. There's a medal for being a hero during childbirth. And she just also, she had this amazing feeling come yeah. over her. Like, there's nothing in this world that she can't do. Yeah. So. I, mean, so I completely agree with that. And I would say, like, the whatever it is that you feel, like, after giving birth, I mean, I've always, both times, felt so, like, I ran, got ran over by a Mack truck. <laughs> but at the same time, I felt on top of the world, like, just out of my body still with it's just the best feeling like so good and exploding in so many ways but then you know your body hurts obviously i'm not saying that that's not happening yeah. but and just the like the first one your rib exploded what and the first one your rib exploded yes if i remember it's, correctly it's it exploded well it felt like it exploded i i it was i was pushing and i was pushing for four hours with wyatt and then it was like I heard a gunshot go off in my ears and my body. It felt this crazy thing. And I was like, something broke in my chest. And the midwife was in front of me and Eric was like to the left and my friends were here. And, and everybody's just like, uh, no, 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 nothing happened. Just keep going. <laughs> but then afterwards they were all like, dude, that was crazy. <laughs> like... It totally sounded like a gunshot. Oh, they all heard it too? Yeah. Oh, and wow. I was like, well, that must explain why I can't lift my arms above my head. Like, Was it your rib or your, rib or your clavicle? It was, no, it was oh, my no, rib. It was, it was rib. Right it was your rib here. in the chest. Yeah, he, yeah. he worked on wow. it for four days before popping we it back in. We popped it back in, wow. ultimately. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like that a makes little, me cringe more than the birth itself. <laughs> it sounded like a little cap gun going back in, too. It really mm-hmm. did. Ooh. You guys are making me feel really guilty about complaining about my elbow pain. 
<laughs> oh, but I thought we got rid of your. No, elbow you're doing thing. a great job okay. with Thank it. Thank you but very much. This is like you know. What's By the way, your elbow. <laughs> this is this is ridiculous. But in, Portu- in Portuguese, a, an elbow pain means you're jealous. Really? If That's like a term. If you have pain in your elbow, it's a term for jealousy. What are you jealous about? Yeah, what's I can wrong? Tell you, I'm never going to Portugal. If you go to the doctor, you'll be like, my elbow hurts. And like, of who? Oh, what do you mean? really? Jealous of who? Really? No, wow. I'm just kidding. Oh, oh you make stuff up. Oh, my God. Gosh. I totally fell for I'm it. so not worldly. I believe anything. <laughs> Norwegia. Norwegia. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's take a break for a minute, and we'll come right back and get into the juicy details of the Labor Day surprises. <laughs> 